You're listening to the Hope United podcast, creating an atmosphere of worship, family, and discipleship. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit HopeUnited.Church. All right. Well, it's so good to be here. First, let me honor my husband, Apostle Swilly, Apostle Dwayne, Dad, whatever you want to call him. And then let me honor my firstborn son and his beautiful bride. Thank you so much for opening the door. I love you all. You look so... I can't think of a better word than delicious. You look so good. It's just so good to be home. I just want to squeeze every one of you. You know that God spoke to me that this house, like the enemy didn't know that Jesus was on the earth. He was hidden. God has hidden you. You have a deposit of God. This is a secret place, but one day people will seek this place out. Amen. Amen. Well, God, you know, I travel all around the world and God speaks to me for different people, but my greatest love and greatest responsibility is here. There's no place like hope. (laughs) There's no place like home and hope. And I love you so much, but he gave me a fresh word for you today. Fight for your family, but have the sensitivity The word is sensitivity. There's a gift of sensitivity that God wants to deposit on your family. You know, God wanted family. We have three dimensions of family in this room. If you are one person, you are a family. But hope is a family. And then we have to see where we fit in the family universal because God is after family. Familia es todo. (laughs) Family is everything. Family is everything. And I had a dream in March, and I wrote a book called Fight for Your Family. But in this dream, I saw this beautiful little family. Five people, an older son about 15, a daughter about 10, and a little guy about five. And in the front of them, they were standing in a battleground And they were standing in a circle, totally oblivious that they were in a war. In front of them were Star Wars-like creatures, all futuristic. And behind them, on the ground, were these Civil War guns that shoot, you know, like one bullet. And in this dream, they were oblivious. They were just oblivious that there was this battle going on until the oldest son was hit in the head. And then the daughter was hit in the stomach. And the little boy was hit in the back. And the, the, the family just started wailing and screaming, but there was no fight. There was no fight. There was just devastation and crying and weeping, but no fight in them. And I said, God, we don't know how to fight for our family. And so God began to teach me line upon line how to communicate the fight. If we go immediately to Nehemiah, you see Nehemiah as a man who was had everything. He was in the palace working for the king. Every day he was brought the, the cup to the king. And the king would say, wow, I love to be around this guy. His countenance is full of joy and he lifts me every day. I love this guy. And one day, Nehemiah was sensitive to God's voice. And God said, go back to your people and build the walls. And when Nehemiah got before the king, his countenance was not the same. And the king Sensitivity births sensitivity. Because Nehemiah was sensitive, the king was sensitive to him. And the king, like 
our community, our world around us funded the rebuilding of the family walls. The world will fund. If you listen to God's voice, you will be funded to fulfill God's destiny. But what was his destiny? His destiny was to go back and build the walls of family, build the walls of the city. What is the city? The city is the church. They all believed the same. They were all together in one place, but they built the wall right in front of them. How do we build? It says he had a sword in one hand and a hammer in the other. You build with the hammer. What is the hammer? The hammer is that constant. You believing in your family, speaking over your family, just as God told Adam to name the animals and whatever you call them, that's what they will be. Do you call your children good and beautiful and faithful and loving? Or do you call them stupid and lazy? What do you call your family? That's what they will be. And it doesn't matter where your family is right now. You can change everything by what comes out of your mouth. today. It will affect your tomorrow. God didn't walk out into darkness and say, oh, darkness. Hey, there's darkness. No. He walked down into darkness and he said, let there be light. And that's what we must do with our families. We must fight for our families with our words. And our little family, every time Apostle Duane and I are around our little people, Esperanza Christian, would you stand by me just a second? Whenever they're around us, we always support what their parents say. Their parents believe that God is always with us. Esperanza, what do we believe? Number one. Number two. <laughs> Number three. Right. Okay. What does granddaddy say to you? Say it, granddaddy. Say it, granddaddy. What do I like about you? <laughs> you said, oh my goodness, everything. It's okay. We like everything about these people. Everything. And we believe, number one, what? Yeah, it's on your tongue. God is always with you. Isn't that a simple, basic belief system? But we build it in them as little tiny people. So they never, and alone in their bed, they're not afraid because they know God is always with us. He's always here. It's basic. It's beautiful. You must begin now. If your children are little, build that belief system in them. God is always with you. Family is everything. Familia es todo. Family is everything. Familia es todo. Amen. Thank you. I just wanted you to look at them because they're so beautiful in their mind. <laughs> but this is what their family speaks at home. And we reinforce it as grandparents. Whatever the parents say, we build together because we're family. The third thing was God wants to speak to you. It's simple, basic, but children need to have that built into their walls. And you pray protection around your family. That's your wall. You speak in with your hammer. You build every day. You are good. You are beautiful. You are loved. That's how you build your family. Then there was this wise woman. There's a story about the rebellion, Absalom. Everybody know the story of Absalom. He was David's son and he rebelled against his own father. And there was a remnant. The captain of Absalom's army's name was Sheba. And Sheba, after Absalom was killed, he went on the run. But David said, this man can cause us trouble because he has the spirit of rebellion. We must protect our homes from the spirit of rebellion. Because in, every, in, the, in, the, 
in heaven, what was the first spirit that overflew through? The one spirit that overthrew in heaven was rebellion. It's the root spirit. We must clean our homes. We must fight against the spirit of rebellion. There was this wise woman in the city of Abel. This woman, she made a difference. Now, Sheba ran and hid in the city of Abel because it was a city of refuge. Back in that day, if you had evaded taxes or hurt somebody, you could hide in this city. But this guy had the spirit of rebellion, and he rose up against the king. Now, the king sent the army of Joab out to destroy this man, and he hid in the city of Abel. Now, can you imagine as a household, as a mother, as a head of a house, laying in bed in the walled city and hearing the ramparts against the wall every night? I mean, that night, all night long, banging against the wall to try to break down the walls of the city. Now, the city said, option one, we're going to harbor this guy because we are a city of refuge. Number two option Joab said, I'm going to destroy everybody in the city until I find Sheba. What other option was there? This wise woman was sensitive to the voice of God and she found option three. There's always option three in your life. You look at things in your life and you think there's no hope or no direction or no way out, but God has an option three. She leaned over the wall and she said, Joab, why are you destroying God's people? We are brothers and sisters here. We're all the children of Israel. Why are you doing this? And he said, you have harbored the enemy. And she said, what if? She heard from God. She was sensitive to God. She found the answer. She said, what if we lob the head of Joab over the wall? I mean, she Sheba, what if we lob his head over the wall? And Joab said, yes, do it. And she did. She saved every family. She saved her family. She saved all the warriors that would have been killed. She saved people because she had the sensitive spirit and she rose up. She had courage. She was bold. She did not let the spirit of rebellion stay in her home. Now let's take gender out of it. I'm not talking to you women as there's a wise woman in the village. What about you men? Find God's answer to every situation. Find God's answer if there's rebellion in your home. Do what God has called you to do. Women of God, men of God, it's time to fight. Fight for your family. It's not against an individual, but it's that spirit of rebellion, that subtle spirit. It sneaks in, sneaks into your walled city of your home, sneaks in under the guise of protection. You can't harbor rebellion. You cannot harbor the spirit of rebellion in your home. Now, let me tell you another story. This is the story you're well aware of. Rahab. Now, Rahab, she was called Rahab the harlot. Sometimes in our lives we've been called things. Sometimes in our lives we've been labeled. But let me tell you, in God, it's not about the past. It's about your future. And it's what he wants you to do this day to be a solution in your world and in your family. God is speaking all the time. Are we sensitive? Are we dull? 
Are we sensitive? Are we dull? God wants to give today this house the spirit of sensitivity. The spirit of sensitivity to fight for your family. To find the answers for your family, for your church. Now, Joshua sent out two spies and he said, survey the land, especially Jericho. Go into Jericho and see what's there. So the two spies went and they were there. They knocked on the door of a woman. Now, a woman who had been used by men, who had been rejected by men, had been hated by men. Why would she respond this day? This, this day, she got up just like every other day. But you know what was in her heart? She was crying out for her family. Don't tell me every woman in here doesn't cry out for your family. That was her heart. Every man, you're crying out for your family. Every man. And here this day, she was crying out. And she opened the door and here were two more men. But these two men, she was sensitive. She felt something different. She felt the God on them. Now, when they told her who they were, they go, we have heard of your God. We have heard. We have heard of your God, how he opened the Red Sea, how he destroyed the two kings. We have heard. And everybody in our city, their hearts have melted within them. I want this God. That's what she was saying. I choose this God. Yes, I will harbor you. Yes, I jeopardized. She jeopardized her world, her job, her life, her family. She put everything on the line, but she chose God. She was sensitive to the voice of God. She chose to fight for her family, to save her family. So she hid them in the, in the roof. And then the king of Jericho comes and he goes, have these two men come to your house? And she goes, oh yes, they were here. Quickly go. You can catch them quick. They quickly go. She was sensitive to hear God, to hide them, sensitive to have an answer for the king. She was sensitive. She didn't get nervous on her feet. She said, yes, they were here, but they went quickly go. She was ready. She was ready with an answer. But what was her priority? Her family. Her family. You know they were her priority because when she was letting them out the window, she said, can you save my family? Is there any hope for us? Can your God save my family? And they said, yes. They responded to her. They were sensitive to the God in her and the God that was speaking. Your God, our God, he's our, he's always got an answer. He's always got an answer to save your family. She was sensitive. She cried out. She didn't hold her tongue. She didn't keep silent. She said, can you save my family? And he said, yes. But you must stay in the house. Stay in the house. What does that mean? You've got to keep your family. You can't give up and throw them away. You've got to stay in the church and stay strong. Don't get lazy and fall away. Stay, stay, stay. God wants you to keep your family Go after your family. If they're adults, make things for them to come together. If they're children, come together. 
It's amazing. We go to a restaurant and people are sitting there eating together and everybody's on a cell phone. Put down some rules. Put down some laws. Be sensitive to each other. Look at the person on either side of you. We are family. We are family. Do you know what it does to my heart to come home to you? To come home to you. You are mine. You are in my heart. You are our family. We love you. But we have to fight for our families, for our individual little unit. God loves us. The way we came, we built this church. A man was sensitive on vacation. God said, go for a walk. He went for a walk and God said, I'm sending you to this city, to this region. Because I have a mission for you. To collect a people of every nation. To touch the world from this point. And he was sensitive to move his whole family down here. He was, that's why you are here. Because he was sensitive. Now, God has a word for you today. Will you hear it? Will you hear that you have to fight for your family? We were in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And God said, if you don't move now, you've missed your window. We went immediately from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho to Miami, Florida. And we didn't have any money. And Dwayne uh, put his fingers in a deaf man's ears because the man was scowling on the front row. Some of you have heard this story. And Dwayne was sensitive and said, what do you want? And the man said, I can't hear. So Dwayne has told me not to say, I can't hear. <laughs> he asked me not to do it. But the man, that's exactly how he said it. And that night he was healed and a revival for healing, a deafness. I mean, there were seven people that were deaf were healed the next morning and it caused a revival. We were there for two weeks. We went on May 1 and we ended on Pastor Joshua's 15th birthday. That's, we stayed 15 days. And in those 15 days, the night before we got there, we prayed. We got on our hands and knees and we said, God, we need money to move. And what his brother said, God, we're believing for 5,000. That seemed like so much back then. And we all said an amount, but God spoke to me 50,000. God spoke to me because I was sensitive. And they took up a little offering every day for 15 days, morning, night, morning, night. And when we left, they gave us a check for 40,000. Now everybody was rejoicing and rejoicing. Oh God, I missed. I thought I heard you say 50. And this lady that Dwayne had minister to her son, two sons every day. She looked like a hippie. She was always with a thing of flowers on her head, dancing around. Dwayne ministered to her two sons every night, every night. And when we left, she gave us a 17 page letter. So six hours in the road, when we left Coeur d'Alene driving to, to uh, Atlanta, right before we moved, Dwayne says, get that letter out. Let's read that letter. And on the 17th page, a $10,000 check fell out. God is God. If you listen, he speaks. He provided the way for us to go. There was no way. We had no funding. We came to Miami on our own, our little family. But God has provided because of sensitivity. God has been there all along the way. God is doing what he's doing. The prophet Kim Clement said about this house in Cooper City, you have borne much fruit, but I'm going to prune you for much more proof, much more fruit. You have, you have bore fruit, but I'm going to prune you for much more fruit. I'm telling you, we are at the end of the pruning. We're beginning to bud. 
God is coming forth. Some of you that there were there, some of you that were there in those beginning days of the Golden Glades when we were running thousands, you know, you know what God can do. And God will do it again. God will do it again. Now, he wants us to be sensitive to his every move. Because where he's taking to us to, it's going to happen swiftly. It's going to happen swiftly. And we need to be on our toes and listen. Now, I have one word for the house that I'm going to minister three altar calls. The word for the house is by July 7th. You will feel the effects of the walls that have come down. The breakthrough has come. God says, now you need to shout. Now you need to shout. Now you need to shout. Now, now, if you are like Sheba and you feel like there may be rebellion in your home, I just want you to stand. Just stand to your feet. If you feel like the enemy has crept in someplace in your home, someplace, if you feel like that, that Sheba, that rebellion has crept in your home and you want to break it today, I break off right now. Do not hesitate. If you know, stand now. Be bold in the things of the spirit. Do not shrink back because God is a God of solution. God is a God that wants to act now on your behalf. God is good and he's ready to break every stronghold. I break every stronghold in this room under the sound of my voice in every household. I break off rebellion. I cut its head off. I cut its roots. I cut it down right now. And I lift up the name of Jesus. Jesus, you are the ruler. You are the ruler of every house in this place. You are the ruler of Hope United. And in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you hold that banner. You hold that banner now in your home. Hold the banner high. Now, if you know that you are like Rahab and your first priority has not been your family. You have not thought first to save your family. If you have kind of put them on the second or third burner and if they're not first priority in your life, if they're not the first thing you think of, she thought, save my family immediately. That was her answer. Save my family. It wasn't save me. It wasn't save these clothes and gold stuff. It was save my family. She was desperate. Save my family. If you know that has not been your first priority, stand now. Everybody stay standing that's standing. Stand now. If you have not had your family first priority, Father, I thank you in Jesus name for everyone under the sound of my voice that they would hear this word today, that they would be responsible responsible for this word that family is first that family is their priority that they are a part of the bigger family the family of God and that is first in their life they are responsible to God for family now 
I want to talk to you about Nehemiah. And if this is your heart, I want you to fill the altar. Nehemiah was a man. But he heard God's voice. Like David, he was after God's voice. I'm after God's voice. I don't care what people think. I don't... I. I care, but I don't. I'm going to do what God says. If God says do it, I'll do it. If you are like Nehemiah and you want the spirit of sensitivity for your life, for your family, for your house, for this church, if you want that spirit of sensitivity, I want you to come. The spirit of sensitivity. If you want an increase, an increasing I'm just going to pray a prayer. I just want us to come together as a family. Come together as a family. Father, I thank you for everyone that's here in this altar. I cover their minds and their emotions right now. I thank you for every family. I thank you for their lives. Father, I release a spirit of sensitivity in this house. Sensitive to your voice. Sensitive to what you're doing. Sensitive, Father, to what you want in each and individual life the direction for the day father that we will have your heart that we will move in your heart that we will follow your direction that we will weigh every word every word every word words have power words words weigh your words speak life over your children speak life over your family Speak life over your neighbor. You're responsible. And after today, you'll be responsible for this word. So I release a spirit of sensitivity on this house now. In Jesus' name. For where we're walking, we must have your very heartbeat. Where we're walking, Father, we must have your heartbeat. Father, we join together as your people to fight for our families to fight for our homes, to join together, hope united, one family, one faith, one voice, one hope, one hope, one hope. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Hope United podcast. Be sure to visit hopeunited.church for more exciting content.